Welcome to Activate, a podcast for mobile marketers brought to you by Remerge. Take a short break from your screen and listen to what's working in mobile marketing and what's not, straight from the people who are doing it now. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Activate podcast. I have an absolutely fantastic guest in line with me today, Sylvie Van Develde, who is the head of business marketing communications at It's Me. Sylvie, how are you? Thank you so much for joining. Uh, hi, Tommy. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a good day for podcasting, and we're excited to have you on the line. Have you ever done a podcast before? Well, no, it's my first time, so <laughs> let's see how it works. I'm sure it's going to work great. Sylvie, you are based out of where? I'm in Brussels. Brussels. Beautiful. One of my favorite towns in all of Europe. I went there when I studied abroad once for a weekend, and I also went to a small town, Bruges, right? Bruges is somewhat near Brussels. Yes, it's like one hour from Brussels, and it's a really cool town. Awesome. Have you been in Brussels for your whole life or most of your life? Almost all, all my life. I also went for six years to live in Turkey, in Izmir. Beautiful. Awesome. And today you work at It's Me, but I would love to hear a little bit about how you got there, kind of some of your background, and then what you're working on today. Actually, when I started studying, I wanted to go very far. So I decided to study tourism. That's how I ended up in Turkey also. I worked in tourism for about 10 years, so five, six years abroad, and then I came back to Belgium. And at the end of these 10 years, I started to work in, in marketing and communication because I thought it was very interesting, not only having preparing some holidays for the people, but explaining on how everything's going to be and the communication around. And then I started to work in advertising companies, and I did that till 2017. And the last agency where I worked was actually the agency of It's Me. And then one day, well, I went to the dark side of the force, like we say, and I started to work at It's Me and not in an agency anymore. The dark side is the brand? That's interesting. <laughs> well, that's what we say when you're an account manager in an advertising company. Working at the client is not always a bright side, but actually I like it. Was it a hard decision for you to go from being at an agency to moving to the brand side? No, I think, well, in general, I think it would be very difficult, but working for It's Me was the only thing I... I had in mind. So it was a very obvious one. Now it's me. I, until just recently when we were starting to plan out this podcast, I wasn't super familiar with the brand to be totally honest. And that's probably because it's not based in the US or maybe even a US product. So could you tell our, our listeners a little bit about what it's me is and some of kind of where it's come from and its development? It's me is a Belgian mobile ID. So actually it's the same as your passport or your identity card, but on your phone in an app. So we use it in Belgium. So we have 20% of the Belgian population who has already an It's Me account. And we use it to access our government, to access our bank accounts, to sign contracts. So actually, it's a digital identity on your mobile phone. That's crazy. So it is one of the most important pieces of documentation, I guess, for 20% of the Belgian population, and it's on the phone, correct? Yes, it's correct. And it enables for the businesses using It's Me, of course, to digitalize their whole flows with only one app. That sounds really, really cool. So we're in a world now where there's been a lot of challenges around making apps secure or making just digital secure, right, for consumers. 
in promoting It's Me, I imagine maybe there's some hesitation from the consumer side of saying, all right, I'm going to put my government docs, I'm going to put all my banking information, all this really important information into an app. Was it really challenging for you as a marketer to educate consumers on why they should trust It's Me as an app for their personal identification? Yes, actually, it's a very difficult part. And still, it's not putting information on your app, but you use your app as a key. Ah, okay. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. It's important to explain. And that's the thing that I'm doing every day. So the other thing that was difficult is that we're not a government company. We are a private company. We have our four banks and three telecom operators who are shareholders. And the government is one of our clients. So it's also very hard for citizens that they say, okay, does the government knows what I'm doing at my bank? Does the bank knows what I'm doing, for example, or my insurances in the health sector? So it was very important to tell them that things are not mixed up, that we are not like Facebook or Google using the data and selling them to others. But they're very secure, private, and of course, easy to use. What would you say was kind of the strategy you put behind educating consumers? Did you put a lot of digital marketing behind education? Was it video-based marketing? Could you tell us a little bit how that maybe media mix looked? Actually, we did a lot of investment in the branding because having brands was important. And then explaining what, not what a digital identity is, but what you can do with it. So it was uh, little videos, it was tutorials, giving examples, very short and in a reassuring way. So we never used the fact that be careful about identity theft, be careful about this or that. It's always in a positive way that we're communicating. And it's quite hard because everybody does it in the opposite way. Like, be careful about that, so use my product. We never do that. So it was very hard, but I think that creating around a strong brand is important. Yeah, it's incredibly important. And creating a brand is something that the work that we do at Remerge is predominantly in the app space, right? And a lot of the times in our space, the marketers we work with are so performance-driven, right? They want to say, how many installs have we gotten? How much money do we put in to get those installs? And they sometimes forget that the brand itself has to have value for you to be able to drive significant growth. What were some of the lessons that you learned at It's Me in developing a brand? What are some of the things that you would pass on to another marketer who's tasked with educating a consumer base while kind of elevating a brand's image in the country? Well, at our company, we did a lot of investment before starting having a brand. It was thinking about what does it mean, the digital identity. It was a new market, so we were creating a new category. It was not only creating a new product, but creating a whole new market. So there was a lot of thinking and a lot of strategy before a designer starts to work on the logo. We had actually three brand names that end up to be chosen. So we had one, it was Belgium Mobile ID that became actually our corporate branding. Another one was It's Me, and then a third one that was not used. What was the third one? It was Sino. Sino? Yeah, because you can, of course, sign in with your app. You can sign with your app. So it was Sino. I like It's Me more. (laughs) And actually, it was very... I like the fact that they were bold not to choose for Belgium Mobile ID because that says what it is. But It's Me said what it does. When you call someone and you answer your phone, you say, hey, it's me. Or when you ring at the door, you say, it's me. And people open the door. So it was quite bold from the company to choose It's Me as a brand. And it works quite well. Yeah, it absolutely does. And so that was a big part of kind of your strategy behind how you guys developed the brand was creating a good name, creating a strong logo. Again, how did you get people to start using the app from there, though? Once you develop those things... How do you go about getting people to sign on to this platform? 
Well, it's because in Belgium we use card readers to log on to our bank, so it's not very convenient. People want to do stuff online and on mobile, and that's why we were a very good alternative. Yeah, they didn't need to compromise their security. They just had an easier way to do it. And people, when they need to choose between something difficult and something easy, well, it's human to choose the easy way. And we were easy, secure, and respecting privacy. So it was very easy and obvious, actually, to use It's Me. And we had the government also behind us. Oh, uh, yes. That mark of trust is very important to have. When you're trusted in the market and they say, okay, they will do it in a proper way, then it's quite easy. With the trust of the government, I can imagine that would have been a huge key in you guys getting more people on board. One of the questions I have, though, for a product like this, my intuitive thought is to say, okay, this is probably something that's adopted primarily by consumers in the ages of 18 to 35 or something like this. And maybe I'm totally wrong, but I know MWC, one of the things that I believe you spoke about was the digital gap, right? (laughs) Which I believe pertains to that thought of reaching users among different demographics. Could you explain a little bit what the digital gap is in your mind and how maybe you guys at at It's Me have overcome it? Just before that, it's not about the digital natives who are adopting the app first because the ones who are 18 to 20, well, they don't have to do the whole administrating things. Their parents are doing that for them. So actually, I think that uh, the people who are using It's Me the most are the ones from 30 to 55 because they don't have time and they want to go quick. So they're the one using It's Me a lot and not the young people because they have other stuff to do and, and actually <laughs> other ways and they don't do that, all the paperwork that, that we are doing. And then about the digital gap, for us, it was important. We always say that the digital society needs a digital identity. And after two years, we thought that we also need to have a social responsibility towards the community. And they say, okay, what is the digital identity going to do for the digital society? And having an easy way to identify yourself, to have access to your documents on a mobile phone was also closing the digital gap. Because people who don't have a lot of money or don't have a lot of access to, to computers and so on are doing quite a lot of stuff only with their phone. And having a digital identity on their phone just opens a lot of doors. So actually, It's Me as a mobile identity is closing the way it's conceived, closing the digital gap. And then we have, of course, other people that are not doing things online. They are not used to go to the bank online or they are a little bit older and uh, it's new stuff to them. So we are also working with different associations who do some, uh, they have an academy where they teach people how to do their banking online, how to do their taxes online, and they also explain how to uh, install their It's Me app. Oh, so you guys are part of those seminars that, that teach consumers how, how to do those life skills? Yes, because as it's easy to use, is most of the time the first thing that they explain. Well, create your It's Me app, and then it will be easier to do the other stuff online. So most of the time, it's the first step. That's incredible. So you guys, the end goal here is to be something that's used by all of Belgium, it sounds like, correct? Yes, well, all Belgium, almost all Belgium. <laughs> that's amazing. And speaking of growth, right? So in summation of all this, because it sounds like you guys have done an amazing job of really integrating this tool into people's everyday lives. What has the growth been like over the last, we'll call it like since the product launch? What has the trajectory been like and where do you expect it to go in the future? So we launched in May 2017 and today we have 1.6 million users. So we are growing since the launch at the bank and at the government. So it was end of 2017, beginning 2018. We are growing by 50,000, 100,000 new users per month. 
Wow. So we're going very fast. It's like a hockey stick, like they call it. So we're going very fast because we have more and more businesses and more and more applications who are using It's Me, and we have more and more users. So that's actually the magic combination of both of them. We're doing like 5 million transactions each month. That's incredible. And is the goal then, because the growth is amazing, is the goal to leverage this technology in other regions as well outside of Belgium in the future? Yes, on the 12th of February, we will launch also in Luxembourg. So that's the first step for the our international path. Amazing. Luxembourg is for a smaller country, but it's also a country that is very much digitalized. So we can test out how it be to be interoperable over two countries, and then we can add the other countries also. Okay, so in your role as someone who is highly integrated in business marketing and communications as you are, you go into Luxembourg, right? What's the first thing that you do in your capacity? The first thing is actually understand what is digital identity in the country where we go, because identity is different for everyone. And just found a way that they live there so I can make links. So I can also say, well, it's the same as doing that or it's the same as doing this. So that's most of the time just the first step, understanding how the country works, how they use mobile apps, how they use actually the identities in the digital world, and then trying to make some bridges with what they know. That's step one. And how do you go about that education process for yourself, right? Do you conduct group studies or is it just mostly online research? Is it talking to specific people? Well, I meet a lot of people because I'm doing keynotes. So I meet a lot of people of a lot of countries. And actually, I think the information that I get is in the small talks. It's actually not in, in service because it's in the habits that people have. And they will never give that information when you are in a survey or when you do something very specific. So it's most of the time when you ask some question in a conversation, then, then you get, okay, that's the detail. I think you always need to ask seven times why before you know the real why. You cannot do that in a survey, but in a conversation, you can have it. And then you understand actually what is the blocking point or why is that the real reason why people are doing it. That's awesome. It totally makes sense. So I like the idea that having those real life conversations allows you to really dive deep into a particular subject and and understand it from its foundations to all of its nuances, as opposed to a survey, which really just provides you that surface level understanding of a, a potential problem, right? And then so from there, you're going and having these conversations, and that allows you to really get a good sense for how it is you're going to speak to the people within Luxembourg, for example, introduce them to it's me and tell them about how it's going to make their lives better, right? Yes, and testing things out because it's the same as development. You need to go agile. You need to test something out. You need to see what's the feedback. Do people react positively or not? And then just build upon what you learn. Cool. So this year, you guys are going to grow into another country. Do you see kind of these sorts of tools like It's Me becoming more and more commonplace in in the world in 2020? Kind of what do you see as the future for digital identification? Well, the good thing in Europe is that we have a lot of regulation that are for whole Europe. So it's not only country-based, but it's based on Europe. So we have like GDPR about the privacy of your data. You have the same about ADAS, that is about identification and qualified trust service providers. We have the same for anti-money laundries in the banking sector. We have also PSD2 in open banking. So we have a lot of European regulation that helps us because we have now living of playing field. We understand each other we have the same standards so i think in europe 
it will be quite, will be possible. And actually the hardest part is having the identities uh, because the identity are different from country to country. For example, in Belgium, we have an electronic identity card. In France, they have a paper one. So there is a huge gap between country to country. In the UK, they don't have a national register. So it's, that's the part actually that is very different from one country to another. But the regulation helps us to go faster. Well, I'm really excited to see how you guys progress in 2020. I would love to hear how things go in Luxembourg once the launch is fully underway. But at the very least, Sylvie, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today, learning about It's Me, learning about your experiences as a business marketer and communications expert. And we really appreciate your time. We hope to have you back on in the future. Well, I hope I have some other countries in a few months that I can tell you. (laughs) We'd love to learn more about it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for taking a break with us and listening to our weekly episode of Activate by Remerge. If you enjoyed what you heard, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and tell your friends about the podcast. The more people you tell, the further we can spread these awesome mobile marketing insights. See you next week.